The Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You were right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me. The hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that a Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want, or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said, that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ 
who is indeed the water of life. Well, we've heard about going to the well once too often. I have lots of wells in my life I go to once too often. <laughs> but I'd like to have us think about today what well or from what well are you drinking? Where do you head most often? Jesus has this amazing conversation with the woman at the well. Now she is a Samaritan. Just a quick review on some of these things. Samaritans and the God's people, the tribe of Judah, which these are people that became known as Jews, the people of Judea, they didn't get along. It goes way back. I won't go into all the history, but when the northern kingdoms got wiped out, the Assyrians would bring in other people and they would co-mingle with the remaining people in the area and kind of as a way to wipe out their culture and their people. And the northern kingdoms disappear, but there are still remnants of people who live there and they were known as the Samaritans. Now, they also had a religious beef with the people of Judea, the Jewish people, because they only believed that the first five books of the Old Testament were truly God's word. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That was it. They didn't acknowledge the history of Israel, which is told from the southern kingdom, Judah's perspective. They rejected that. They rejected the prophets. The prophets were pretty hard on the people up in the north, but also in the south, of course. But nonetheless, there was that religious divide. And then there was some really bad blood between the Samaritans and the Jewish people. I won't even go into it. But when the Jewish people were coming back from Babylon in the exile and were trying to rebuild the temple, the Samaritans, you know, tried to derail that process. And then when the Jewish people got rid of the Persians, they did some bad stuff and messed up the Samaritans' sacred place. Anyway, so there you go. They didn't get along. So the fact that Jesus even goes to Samaria is a big deal. The fact that he's there at midday with um, needing some water and some refreshment, um, tired from all of his ministry and work, and has a conversation with a woman, let alone a Samaritan woman, is a big deal. And so therein lies the place where Jesus has a holy conversation with this woman who was an outcast in her own culture and a double outcast when it comes to the Jewish culture, just for who she was. She wouldn't have been coming to the well at midday if she got along with other women in the village or she was looked up to. No, in fact, as we, of course, see, she's had a lot of troubles in her life. So Jesus starts up a conversation with her about water. And if we zero in here on verse 13 and 14 of this amazing story, he says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water welling up, or as the New Revised Standard Version that we heard um, says, gushing up to eternal life. I thought gushing up might not be the greatest sermon title, so I chose welling up. 
So what is this water that we're hearing about? What is this... Um, I mean, what is, what is, where is Jesus going here? And what would this Samaritan woman have heard, um, even though she kind of serves as a foil in John's beautiful way, literary technique, just like Nicodemus did last week, where we say, no, he's not talking about that kind of water. <laughs> it pulls us in. But for her, if you go back to rabbinic teachings and, the, and even in Samaria, um, most often, when it comes to when Jesus said earlier, now if you knew who he was talking to you and who the, the gift of God, he would give you living water. The living water, the gift of God, was the Torah. It was God's law. It was God's story, God's proclamation to the people. Well, now Jesus seems to be replacing that or saying, I'm going to give you something different than that, maybe a fulfillment of that. And what we see very quickly is that the water he's talking about is what he reveals to us about God. His promises, his word, his teaching. The Holy Spirit, according to Jesus later in John, um, reminds us of everything Jesus said. And the Holy Spirit is oftentimes talked about like water being poured out upon us. So... What is this water? What is this living water that Jesus is talking about? Well, you're hearing it. You heard it today as you heard his story, his teaching. So we've got his water, what he says to us, and then we've got other wells that we go to, don't we? What are those wells that we uh, often go to in our lives? We go to what other people think of us. Do they approve of us? What do they say about us? We go to our own achievements in life to let it, those define who we are and who we aren't. Um, we go to our successes. We go to our status in life. You know, how many rungs up the ladder we've achieved and gotten to. We sometimes go to our fears, believe it or not, and we drink from our fear and think that the more we give ear to our fears, you know, that's going to somehow protect us. We drink from the, the, the notion that we're proclaimed in our culture that if we buy another product or we get this or we get that, that's going to save us, that's going to give us and quench our thirst. But no, Jesus' word is that which will truly satisfy, will truly clench, quench our thirst. Sometimes we go to wells of our relationships, and we, you know, relationships are a gift of God. And by the way, the things I'm talking about, these other wells, they're not all bad. Some, you know, their relationships are great. But do we make an idol of them? Is that what makes completely defines us and who we are. So many times I run into folks who have had a, um, a fracturing in a relationship and, and it's so devastating and it's understandable, but we also need to think about, well, that ultimately is not the water of life. My relationship to Christ is the true water of life. Oh, there's so many wells from which we drink, and some of them are in general good, but they just don't satisfy, and some are poison, though. 
There are a lot of poisoned wells that we drink from in our culture today. I don't even have time to go into all of them. But you can think about the things from which we drink, metaphorically, that are damaging and hurting our lives. We just have to look around at all the crime, all the brokenness in families, when we see the wells that people are drinking from and the poison and the harm and the hurt that they cause. So what is the answer? This woman is perfect. She goes right toe-to-toe with Jesus, and Jesus says, let me tell you something. If you drink from the water I give you, it will well up in you to eternal life. Eternal life isn't something that happens after you die. It is something that, that keeps going after you die, but eternal life is something you have now. Um, and what you are looking for and what you need is to, a word to come to you from Jesus that says who you are and who God is, that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are his child, and he's watching out for you. That is the word you need to hear, and then it just starts welling up in you. Faith just starts, it just, just arises. It was interesting, I was having a conversation with someone recently about um, faith and they were wondering you know how do you know you have it and it was a great question and I was thinking about well how how can I help someone know they have it I wonder if we don't even need to worry about that now if we hear Jesus's word it wells up in us and we don't have to think about our faith anymore it just happens I mean you're here after all I can see God the Holy Spirit welling up right now even though it's actually 7.30 instead of, or 7 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock, or whatever. I can see it, I can feel it as the choir sings. I can see it as you come to the Lord's table with your hands out to receive His forgiveness and love and grace in your life. I see it as we gather last night for a wonderful auction and, and see the joy and the, um, the, just the beauty of Uh, our community coming together to send our kids to Costa Rica to serve our Lord and to serve the people there and learn from them there. It's so cool that our artwork in the narthex this morning that um, they did for the auction has this beautiful stream flowing out. It couldn't have worked out better. See, the Holy Spirit's working. I didn't know it. I see it, it's in you, trust it, know it's true. Just hear his word, keep hearing his word, and it will happen. Finally, the brilliant woman at the well who's astounded that Jesus is talking to her realizes this is someone special. He knows all about her, and she starts then to go right to the heart of the matter. Where should we worship Jesus? Where will we have this water springing up to eternal life you guys worship down in jerusalem we worship here up here at this mountain gerizim we we worship here this is our holy place you have your holy place which is the right one well let me just ask you this for a minute what is the purpose of a holy place in ancient cultures even in most religions today it's the place where you go and give a sacrifice 
The Jewish people were doing their sacrifices. The, the Samaritans were doing theirs. We, people come and they sacrifice something to God in hopes that God will accept their sacrifice and they will have now access to God. And Jesus says to her something amazing. The time's coming and is now here when you won't worship at such a mountain or worship down in Jerusalem at that temple, but you'll worship in spirit and truth. A lot of people say, well, this that now you won't have, don't have to have a place you can worship spiritually. I don't think that's at all what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you worship through me, and wherever I am and my word is, where my word is proclaimed, that's the temple, and I am here, and you don't have to bring a sacrifice to be accepted. What you need to be... To be accepted is to open your ears and hear. Let it come in to you. Let Jesus' word come to you just like it is right now. There is no need to sacrifice anymore to get God to accept you because God has done that in Christ Jesus. Jesus, we sing, is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now the only sacrifice for us to do is a sacrifice of praise. And do like that woman did. And go and say, you know, he told me everything I ever have done. But we get to say, Jesus loves you. We get to go out and proclaim Jesus forgives you. Jesus is with you. Jesus has made us whole and will one day make all things new. He'll conquer death. That's the word we get to share. Let's go out like that woman and share it and invite and, and call people to come and hear the good news to come and see, let's give it away. That's the only sacrifice that's needed now. And this is a well that you never have to worry about going to once too often. Keep coming every day. Hear his news and his word to you, just like you've done today. And you will have eternal life welling up into you forever. Amen.